All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weavy. Brian Shusko. Gentlemen, I don't know what it's like everywhere else in the world, but here where we are recording, where we live, uh, the weather is getting a little bit warmer. Which can only mean one thing, Dave. Spring is around the corner, Scott. It is, but you know what's here? Fully here, alive and well. Flowers are in bloom. Beach season. Oh. Pollen. It occurred pollen. Pollen. Yeah, to pollen. show I was up on say, cars. Yeah, the pollen pollen, pollen sure. season. No, it occurred to me as I was uh, watching some matches this past weekend that beach season has arrived very quickly. In fact, there's one club that's been there, and we just didn't realize it. But we're going You're to talk about it. actually talking about football. I thought maybe you were actually like, Beach is in like Scott's spring break. Getting, Scott's getting his beach bottle. Scott's going to br- spring break. You think um, it is spring break? I was working on a college university campus today and realized, wow, there's almost no one here. This is nice. It must be spring break. It's funny that you said I'm getting my beach bod on because those who have been paying attention to this podcast know that I've had surgery. A surgery that will require me to stay out of the sun for this entire calendar year, believe Why it or not. Just wear a sun shirt, dude. Well, I will wear a sun shirt, but what good is a beach bod under a sun shirt, Dave? Oh, dude, it still sticks to you. It shows the <laughs> ripped shreddedness. Yeah, just, so, get it, just get it a little damp. Arsenal and kit. And honestly, swim shirts are cool now. Vintage 2015, Dave? Swim, Arsenal kit? Swim shirts are cool now, dude. Who's like, the maker of that kit that was super skin tight? Oh, Puma. Worst. Any... any <laughs> <laughs> any fan, Brian, any supporter whose club has Puma making their kits knows how crappy they are. Mm. I'm trying to keep it PG there. There's another sure. word that's better. I can. Promise. I understand. Uh, in non-FPL news, uh, it just broke literally a little bit ago as we're sitting here on Monday night in the midst of game week 28 in the Premier League season that the New York Jets owner, New York football Jets, NFL football, that is, is uh, is putting in a bid to buy Chelsea Football Club. I don't want to see Abramovich make a lot of money, but the fact that multiple—I mean, look—an investment in a Premier League team is a good thing. What's annoying, and like this bothered me when the uh, Rams were winning a Super Bowl this year. Who owns the Rams, Scott? The NFL Football Rams, American Football. Who owns them? I, I don't remember. Stan Kroenke. I was going to guess that, but yeah, that's your, your boy. So, yeah. So what's frustrating to Arsenal You're a Rams fan. It is. You should be. What Arsenal has kind of wanted, fans have wanted, is him to invest money into Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But guess where he's been investing money, Brian? He's been investing in into uh, free agents. I get it, but at the same when time. When you look at the free agents that okay, he's yeah, yeah. brought Odell in. Odell and 
the trades for Von Miller and also yeah. this is not an NFL podcast. Understood. But Dave, listen, if the Rams play, if the NFL had a structure like the Premier League, which every sports league should, I'm on record as saying that that's the case, the Rams would have finished in Arsenal place in the table. Right? Maybe. Well, right? I don't know. They weren't the number one seed in the NFC. Look, they've been good the last couple of years. Okay. I mean, they were in a Super Bowl. Two, you get my point, though, out, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no, I, I get it for the sure. The Rams only benefited it's from the just, fact it, that the I, season ended with a tournament and they got hot at the right time. This little segment is almost over. It just hit me today <laughs> that Kroenke owns two different, well, more than this, but the Rams and Arsenal, they are currently building themselves for success in two different ways. Hmm. And that was, I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, you're an Arsenal fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, Brian, I think, is a Spurs or something fan. Yeah, but and what shirt am I wearing? Newcastle wearing today. Newcastle. Yeah. He's a new yeah. Newcastle supporter today. Hey, we're, uh, we're doing great. We can all, I think, agree that the best thing that can happen for us is that the Jets owner buys Chelsea football club. I love to see Chelsea fail, so that'd be fantastic. <laughs> exactly my point. You just want the Jets owner to turn Chelsea into a Jets-like Premier League team is that's what that's what you're hoping. That's what for? I'm saying because uh, the, okay. the yeah because that that would mean relegation. Let's just be clear that would mean relegation. They'd be in the Everton zone. They would be in the Everton zone. We'll talk Everton. We'll eventually get to everything else that's taken place. We've had ten matches, which is a normal amount of weekend matches so far for game week 28. There's four more coming on Thursday. We will address those, but at this point, it's too late to do anything about them in your fantasy lineup. So we'll look ahead a little bit further to game week 29. If you want to just know what we're going to do with our lineups and captains for 29, just skip to the end of this podcast now. But if you want to find out what we think about Game Week 28 and what that means, Brian thinks that there's a lot to talk about. So I guess there's going to be a lot of stats and a lot of I have of a lot of questions. Lines. I just have some questions. All there's right. some pressing things people need to, need to know about. I'm just going to ask who's at the beach and who's not. Oh, okay, good. That's right. You started this by beach season. Somehow I twisted it Full around. Full circle. Into something Bringing it silly. back around. It's all good. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about game week 28 so far and some other things. Okay. Anything else? No. <laughs> nope. That's right. it. I'm right, pretty good. sure that's that, that covers it. Okay, good. All right, we'll start with the Manchester Derby. Blue side of Manchester 4, red side of Manchester 1. I have a question, and it has to do with fantasy captains. So I know that for the... More than half of the season, first half of the season plus, we talked about how you know the season lacked some drama when every week it was, you're going to Captain Sala and no one else. I know that people are starting to drift away from Captain Sala. Is KDB kind of a locked-in captain choice for the foreseeable future? I think he's in the conversation, for sure. Uh, he is saying, and Pep is saying, that you know, it took him a while to get through injury issues and to play himself back into shape and into form and yeah he keeps having these games and so as long as he as long as he keeps starting which you assume he will uh yeah i think you have to consider him in any especially any what you would call a green matchup which that would be next week he, he scored including a, next week he scored a brace right and yeah. then came off after like 80 minutes 80 something minutes which you kind of have to love. If you're a KDB owner or yeah. you're planning to go to KDB, you love that he scores two goals and then comes off after 80-something minutes because it just increases the likelihood he's going to play some more next, next weekend. Sure. Was there anything else that you guys had coming out of this match? Well, yeah. 
uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, we can talk about how irrelevant Manchester United seems to be. And we've how... had a great conversation on our Slack workspace about this. And this is where I feel like I need to make my first plug for our Slack workspace. You can join it by donating a tiny, tiny amount every month to our podcast. And you can do that through our Patreon site. Just look up FPL America podcast. It's been a great conversation about, you know, particularly today, I think we had the majority of that conversation about how it starts at the top. And how the lack of leadership, the lack of a, an ability to take a step back, you know, th- there's an unwillingness at the club to take a step back so you can take two steps forward. Yeah. Did you and hear D- Danny? Hig- did you hear Danny Higginbotham today by any chance? Were I you guys not, watching today? But I'm curious no, what he not. said. Well, just that I think everyone feels like this was. I mean, th- it's hard not to use the word flex here for Manchester City, just to say like you lose to lose to Spurs, you have a real wobbly performance against uh, the the crappiest team in the league, Everton. And, you know, again, they, I match. They're they, not they, 20th to be clear. They should, well, they're just, on their just way. That they should have, they, <laughs> they, but they could have gotten a draw and, and deserved at least the opportunity to get a draw against Manchester city. And then city come in, in the Manchester Derby and do this, just completely blow them up. I was going to ask you if you think it's hilarious or appropriate or not surprising at all that there's Ronaldo drama. Oh, what? Shock. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Listen, any <laughs> negative story that's coming out of the United dressing room right now, I believe. Yeah. Fully believe. This is exactly what I predicted. Every week, I just keep smiling at the Ronaldo news because Dave, phantom hip flexor injuries keeping him out of the yeah. lineup. I, at uh... the stage of the season where I said he's going to be disgruntled and air quotes hurt on air quotes. The, I think it was Ben Dennery that said it today that it's it's some I th- I feel I could look it up for sure. My memory says that it's like something like seventy percent of Premier Leaguers have their own medical team, and so it was Ronaldo's medical team that informed the club that he would not that basically that he was not going to be fit enough to participate. Brian, there's no way that you can actually make a phone call or text. You have people to do yeah, that. Yeah, you have to have your people okay. get in touch with their people. Yeah. No, it was just that like whether or not that's you know, whether or not the club is going to honor that kind of thing regardless of what it is. The the fact is he wasn't in the squad and that news dropped the night before, you know, with a leaked team sheet. And then it's and then all of a sudden he's doing his own personal fitness training somewhere else probably near a coast Hmm. and then add to it the tabloid (laughs) drama of his sister liking an instagram post that suggested that he's not actually hurt oh boy so it's this kind of it's the kind of thing where it's like it doesn't matter what whether it's real or not it all feels real with yeah and so it's kind of sad because then you see like uh, like finally now, Jaden Sancho is becoming like a he's he's playing really well, and there's you know there are some moments where you just say like oh look there's some there's here's some bright spots and it's all it doesn't matter at all it doesn't the, matter the, at the all. The point with Danny Higginbotham was that he was just saying like basically we need to stop pretending that Manchester United is a top club. They mm-hmm. are not a just to say like the idea the only people who think that are like dedicated Manchester United people who would think like the Manchester United way is the way. And he even said like, maybe that was true 10 years ago. It was true until Sir Alex left. Maybe, maybe that was true some other in some other era, but at this point they are barely on the level of Arsenal Tottenham 
like they are they are pushing down. They're barely like on the West level Ham, of wolves. West yeah. Ham, like they are in that range of club right now, and that is just where they belong. Scott, it's amazing. They've truly set themselves up for failure. It starts at the top with the Manchester United management. And whether it's Ed Woodward or whoever else, whatever flunky is in there now, like whoever is there, they're not getting it done. They haven't been able to find the right manager. And like you said, they keep signing players. Just expect they keep signing star power, square pegs to fit in mm-hmm. round circles, mm-hmm. hoping that these stars will just mesh. It's not how you build a team. Nope. And what they're ha- what they're getting is now poo on the field. And Ferguson's not there to be the clean wipes to wipe all the poo away. And 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 it's just finally starting to show now. And you're spot on about Ronaldo. I didn't think it would be as bad as it is and how you thought it would be. I was wrong. Or maybe I'm not just right yet. Do you really think you're not right no. yet? No. So I don't like phantom injuries. Awful convenient. But <laughs> I, I think it's just when you run an organization poorly from the top down, it will eventually show when you can't keep covering up with Band-Aids. And the product on the field now is a true state of where the club is. And they're in trouble. They and were, I don't care. They, I don't care what anyone says. They're in trouble. They were playing Manchester City, but it, to to show up for a, a few minutes and then get completely steamrolled uh, feels exactly right. I I know that they've got some positions that they need to upgrade, and we can we can talk about whether or not that begins and ends with Harry. They don't deserve any more conversation on this fantasy podcast other sure. than what we've given them. But yeah, like. But you, why aren't they playing more of the young guy? Like, why aren't we seeing more Rashford not, and Lingard? I know we just started seeing Sancho. Alonga has been out there. Like, why aren't we seeing more of these guys? Like, Arsenal has shown that, you know, you just get the right mix. And I'll admit, I don't know that I'm naming guys who would all be able to play on the pitch at the same time. That's that's a tactical, you know, discussion for a different podcast. But I'm just saying, why do you have to keep signing star power when your bench You've got plenty of guys with hunger, with desire. I mean, Lingard showed that he can succeed in the Premier League last year. Yeah, he did yeah, it with a lesser club at West Ham. Well, not lesser in the table necessarily this year, is it? So, I mean, I just don't understand. I, I really don't understand. Well, and, and anyway, so again, we don't need to talk about them anymore. They have zero fantasy relevance, in my opinion, on this podcast. Why do we keep doing this podcast every week when someone is getting paid to look at the Instagram likes of Cristiano Ronaldo's sister? This That's is, the question know, of the pod. this is the important part of it is, yet again, another time where you learn something and a bit of news <laughs> on a social media account from somebody. Um, on the city side, uh, yes, the answer is KDB, yes. Um, I'm sure, especially after the blank game week 30, uh, people with wild cards will likely move to more Manchester City assets, I would I would reckon. Um, would you transfer out Salah for KDB? No. I mean, I want to talk – I want to ask about I – have, I have a Liverpool question for you later. I don't th- – I still don't think I would do that. But, no, I don't, I don't think I would. I can't imagine why I would. You're waffling why, a little bit. I can't imagine. Well, just that I think there's, I think we've all been in the assumption that Mo Salah, like he's been so good all year. Uh-huh. There's this feeling of, well, he can, he can get to any game. And anytime he has a dip in form. People like, overreact. It, and, and last season, there was, a, there was a, a chunk of the season where you were right to go without him. And he's. It's not like it's not like it's not possible that he couldn't do that again. 
So the the good thing, and it's the like we're gonna just your you know reference to teams at the beach. I mean, it's a it's good for this part of it because a team you know that's not going to be at the beach is Manchester City. They <laughs> right, they right. cannot they. Liverpool won't let them. Liverpool will not be at the beach. Like there's a handful of teams where you can say like that's just not going to happen, and that's where I think City is. Um, no, like, like to, to get 18 from De Bruyne. If you had him, or didn't, didn't I, I had didn't, him and desperately yeah, you needed, needed that. that. But to not free hit him out, to and to have not sold him in advance of a double like double match week this week or next week, and then knowing that they blank in 30. Like there is a lot of incentive to not hold on to him, and yet you were punished if you didn't. He's been yeah. great, and he also has the green light. I think that was the Pep quote that was being thrown around this week. Is basically Pep saying to him, "I know what a kind of essentially I know what a creative force you are. We need you to score goals." And so you saw where he scored a poacher's goal. In this, I mean, he was just in the box in the right place at the mm-hmm. right time to score his goal. Um, Could have gotten you over 20 points with some of the chances. Yeah, he did I mean, not he, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Uh, Mares is doing it again where he's got is he or is it just well, this weekend? He's got no, he's got like he's had returns in six of like the last seven matches he's played. And so, all right, I think two matches ago was he was one where he just didn't play. Sure. So yet again, another week where you're. But that like, matters, though, right? I mean, City's it, still yes, in a bunch it, of yes, competitions. It's three of the last six, but in the games he has, wow! In the games he's played, that's exactly it. So like he's when, played. He's that's played the classic yes, City. Line. That is the classic. So, that's classic so Mares too. This for, is for City. interesting. So he's fifty percent in giving a return the last six weeks because he's he's played the last six matches. Okay, so he's 50% giving you a return on, off, on, off, on, off, okay, consistently. Wait, does he play for Spurs? Then you go, <laughs> maybe, but then you go back to the four games Personal that he played. Personal Spurs-type scoring in a champion-level <laughs> club is not oh, the man. same. Yeah, Pep doesn't, doesn't yeah, stand no, for that. No, not if not. you go back to the four games he played prior to that, they weren't in succession, but there are... 9, 10, 12, and 13. I just know that right? if you like, have Riyad Mahrez, you better have a really good first player on you your bench. You have a Milivojevic type yeah. player. Type player on your bench. Milivojevic isn't worth it anymore. Um, like he was three years ago. understand that reference. <laughs> Cancelo uh, owner's unlucky here. Not only do you not get the clean mm-hmm. sheet, but he is close to scoring a fantastic goal. I He was my move, one of my moves out this week, and I... I know I will want at some point to get him back. But Ruben Diaz, his injury is serious. And Six so, weeks. Yeah, and so the fear is he could miss as much as the Liverpool match in April. Like the timeline on the worst end of his timeline, he could miss as much as through the early week of the second week of April. Sad. Oh, I'm sure it's just a horrible (laughs) development. You can't believe, just for fairness, just for the competitive spirit of the game. It's true. Um, By the way, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that wants my team to play the best of the other team. I just want my team to win. Does that make me a terrible person? Like, I don't care if you you have a ton of injuries and I play you at the right time. As long as my team wins, I'm happy. Yeah, you just don't, like, nobody likes... No, all everybody like, likes wins. No, no one on the other side likes the fan 
that says <laughs> on the other side. If you, I don't care about the other side. Have, if we wouldn't have been missing so and so, sure, it would have been a different story. I get it. All right, let's move I, on. From does city. that? I mean, does that affect anything for you? Is a John Stones a Laporte center back pairing? Pass. Ake is is iffy, but I'm saying, does that impact like what you think City is capable of? I mean, I feel like that was a really capable center back pairing a year and a half ago. Yeah, two I mean, years ago. City's been leaky, right? right? And they they I mean, they let United level mm-hmm. until it stopped being level, but right. at one point it was 1-1 and it seemed like I mean, Arlo White himself even said match on yeah. after that United goal. And so, I uh, I'd be nervous if I'm a City fan. I still feel like there's a real safety in Phil Foden. I feel like he's going to play a lot, and I feel like he's a goal capable any match. I think his, that price, he plays. his price point is easier. <laughs> I'd to rather get have Mares. Really, mm-hmm. you'd rather take the upside of Mares with the risk of not of getting yeah. a zero than Foden, probably always getting you a two or three. Foden's or had <laughs> Foden's <laughs> had three games in all the games. Foden's played fifteen hundred minutes mm-hmm. in the league. Has scored fantasy over ten, three times, or over nine, over nine, three times, right? Mares has at minimum done that. Mares has played eleven hundred minutes, has scored over nine. I mean, that's the equivalent seven of times, two thirds of the season, guys. I can't. I'm not playing fantasy that way. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to play Mars or Foden in my midfield for the rest of the season. I'm going to go to a Saka at Arsenal instead, or I'm going to go to a healthy Jota at Liverpool that's instead. Fair. I'm doing that over either of those guys because I want guys who are, I know are going to play. I can't. I'm not playing the lottery. I can't. I don't win that way. Maybe yeah. some other guys do. Maybe All Star listener Billy does, but I sure don't. So I'm not doing <laughs> it. I'm not doing it. No, I, I'm just saying. I think like there are options for Manchester City. I think there. I think there's going to be temptation. Because of money, and depending kind of, especially now with Spurs surging again, and you know, you're, no one is getting rid of Salah to make accommodations. I don't think people are going to do that to make it to accommodate KDB. I know there's a big, a broader FPL discussion about effective ownership, and that having Salah, basically, it doesn't, it doesn't because he's so owned that basically him doing anything good doesn't really move the needle at all. And we've talked about how so, the, the table is so compact in FPL because of the way the season's gone with all these COVID cancellations. Yeah. You talked about that. I mean, you can you can have a really good week and hardly move because everything's so compact and that amplify it's amplified when everyone has the same player. Yeah, and and yeah, of course, like, you know, his massive game week 26 you know, where that was, you know, one of the most obvious opportunities to triple captain of all time. You know, Salah is, a, you know, millions of people triple captain him, not sure. just captain him. So that's coming up again this week. Liverpool have a double match week. Like the number of remaining triple captains that are out there are probably going to go on him, even though the matchups aren't nearly as good as they were two weeks ago. But you got Mo- form, Liverpool form at least. Mojo, right. club the, mojo. Yeah, Liverpool playing extremely well. Salah was, you know, he was his typical stat-busting self, even though he gets you a three this week. And it was, you know, it was Mane 
you know, outscoring him again. Luis Diaz was excellent again this week. I'm just, I'm just saying, like in terms of for FPL purposes, City is going to be a huge temptation, and the person you're not sacrificing is Mo Salah. Luckily. All right. So All right. Dave has already asked us to move off the Which, Manchester yeah, Derby I'm, twice. Yeah, I'm over City. So City's Brian. Good. You've already transitioned us into Liverpool 1, West Ham nil. My question for the two of you, you both have Mo Salah in your lineups, yes? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Will he be your captain in game week 29? Brian. Yes. yes. Dave says yes. Brian? Yeah, I'd say almost almost certainly. Is that because of the double? Yeah, the double helps. Uh, the, what I was going to ask you about is just uh, prioritize the or just rank the Liverpool assets for the double week. I, I had two free hits left. I have to use them at some point. I feel like this is as good of a week to do it as any. So I am currently on free hit one going into this. I would actually week. say no. I w- if I was you, I wouldn't use it. Unless you're struggling to make players. I'm, I looked at my stuff. I have five players between those two clubs. Uh, so just those two clubs who don't play in match week 30, I have no choice but to free hit on 30. Yeah. So, but I would say to you is there's going to be thirty. You know, match week thirty six is going to be a big one. So with better matchups, I yeah, believe. I, I, so if I was you, I'd hold on to. My it. my feeling is that we'll have more knowledge of what's going on, and because it's so big, I feel like the the a possibility of getting more players. You know, basically, I'll have seven or eight weeks to do that. And and I, like I said last week, I have no. I love a hit. I love taking a hit. I oh, took a hit this love, week. Yeah, it was, it was it's fantastic. I, can't, I cannot encourage you more to do to take hits. Fantasy Premier League, <laughs> right? FPL hits. Um, this is not a marijuana podcast. No, this. So I no. I have the the. It's already in. Like the and the reason why I did the free hit is because oh, so I, you've already done it. Oh, it's in. You yeah, the trigger. my team. Yeah, I already have a. Can I you have a undo team it? No, once you hit save on the team. Yeah, I did not. You, oh, yeah. So it can't I already be undone. And it was largely because uh, I only have Sun right now. I couldn't get to Kane uh, without taking several moves, making several moves. And so, so go- Spurs has a double. Spurs have a double, and they are uh, and they're rolling right now. So that was the no that kidding. was the big that was the big decision. Was just I can't get there. This coming week, I didn't like. Basically, I have momentum, and I did not want to lose that momentum going into next week. Going into game week thirty, like game week thirty, knowing that Spurs play, you have Jared Bowen potentially out. Who knows? Like, I feel like that's still TBD on how serious that is. Like, it looked I, pretty serious as he looked, was coming off. It looked pretty serious. You're right. So I'm just thinking, like, I I will have players I already know can move. So. Take like having I, I already know what number of players I have going into game week thirty, so it's like taking hits to get Kane for game week thirty to me is not like I'm not losing nearly as much to do that gotcha. as I would be this week. So, um, but for Liverpool, that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Assuming Salah is number one and guessing that Trent is number two, how would you put Mane Diaz? Joda, Robertson, Virgil, heck, throw Allison in there too. How one? Do you want three Liverpool people for this double week? Two. Yes. After Salah, which two are you? Would you prioritize? I mean, I'll probably stick with what I've got, which is Trent and Robertson. Okay. 
Um, if you're asking me to prioritize after Sala and Trent, like your initial question was, I'd probably put Mane ahead of Robertson. At, right now, at yeah. this point in time, yeah, I would probably put Jota right behind Robertson. Um, I mean, you got to put. I mean, you got to look at Luis Diaz. I mean, he's a lot of activity, not a ton of production at this point. Yeah. But, you know, there's potential for him to come through at any point in time. And then I put Allison later only because that price is so high at goalkeeper. You can do better than that price yeah. elsewhere. So I put Allison at the bottom of the list. Yeah, I my feeling was Mane is going to be, as he has been most of the season, massively overlooked. Just because why would you do it? Well, and because if you have three Liverpool players already, as a lot of people probably do, you have to make two moves to get him. Yeah, you got to send someone out, which is why to bring him in. Currently, he's in my free hit team. So Mane, I, Mane's last three matches: seven, nineteen, and eight. Yeah, that's and, pretty good. Well, and I was gonna say, <laughs> so, okay, so since Luis Diaz came in in game week twenty-four, he he didn't play game week twenty-five. He has scored. He has eighteen FPL points since he came in. There's, I can't think of a guy who has more of like a discrepancy between what he's actually done and what it feels like he's done when you've watched him. I know. Than Luis Diaz. He's a bundle of activity. Yeah, he's doing a lot, and I'm and I'm saying he's taken 17 shots, which is the fourth most of any midfielder since game week 24, to for a total of 18 fantasy points. So this is the part where it's like, <laughs> okay, guy, like you're doing a lot. It's great. Lo- love the activity. You're in the box a ton. You're, ha- you know, he's creating some chances too. Like he's in the box a lot, and he's taking most of his shots there. He's just not. Like, he's he and he's getting some returns. Also, since game week 24, Sadio Mane 37 points in that time. Salah has 35 since game week 24. So yet again, another part of the season. Luis Diaz comes in. Mane has played. Mane has in that time has played the fewest minutes of of any of those three guys, and he has outscored them. Like Mane is the one who's. I don't want to say he's the guy that's in form because Salah just had twenty eight in two weeks in game week twenty six. Like it seemed like he that, just yeah. went bonkers, you know, in game week twenty in game week twenty six, but. But that's why even with that, Sadio Mane has outscored him since game week twenty four. That's why I'm sitting here thinking I'm I'm feeling fine doing what I'm doing, which is to keep my three. Yeah. I'm guessing Dave's keeping his three. But Brian, I'm fine with you doing what you did. You're playing your free hit. Go with the clean slate that the free hit gives you. And that might mean Sadio Mane and Salah, maybe a third midfielder for all it matters. Like Luis Diaz as well. Why not? If they're going to go yeah. big against Brighton and Arsenal, which, I mean, Brighton, uh, right now, this just in, yeah. Brighton is my first club that's at the beach this season, just so you know. I think they've been at the beach for about a month now. They're safe in the table, and they are playing like they're safe in the table. And then at Arsenal, I'm on record from last week saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool drop four on Arsenal at the Emirates because Arsenal's going to be at home. They're going to feel like they've got to do something, and that's going to leave them susceptible to lots of counterattacking. So, I mean, it could be 4-2 for all I know, but I feel pretty good about both those matches for you to play three Liverpool midfielders. Why not? If you're on a free hit, why not? Yeah. I know it sounds stupid and pious, but I think – Arsenal's one of the last teams Liverpool might want to see just based on their form in the league, right? Arsenal but- is in form, and I, I give full credit to Arsenal. The experiment 
that was failing miserably at the start of the season. It was it was truly was it an experiment or just a vision that it, was, it was hadn't seen come to fruition. It was playing the twenty two twenty three team in twenty one twenty two, which rarely goes well in the present, and it wasn't going well. But you know what? In twenty twenty two calendar year, it's going very nice. Main thing that didn't go well was the start playing Chelsea and City to start the year, and, and also mighty Brentford. When did Gabrielle and Ben White start playing as the center back pairing together? Sure. That made a difference. But I mean, we were sitting here in what September, October, saying Arteta's got to go. Like they might need to turn. You I never said you that. weren't, but everyone around media was. And I tried go back and listen on the record. Me saying, "Pump the brakes, people," and I spelled it out. The club's doing something. Here. Everything's fine. Yep. Just pump the brakes. And it's true. So I give Arsenal full credit. I just. Uh, It'll be a fun match. It'll be a fun midweek match for it, sure. Uh, it really will be. Uh, to you, to your point, and, and obviously it could be to the detriment of Arsenal because Liverpool's that good. Is you're right, Scott. I don't think they're going to sit back and just let Liverpool pound them. They might, maybe a little bit, but they haven't done that to anyone really. So the, I tell you what will probably happen: every big game we have, like against City or someone else, uh, Jaka will get a red card, yep. and Arsenal will be playing with ten men again. So. Every single time, I think, oh, okay, this is the week. This is the week. We're going to stand up, and we're going to have a sweet match. And then a red card happens. The reality is it will probably come down to the two midfields. I think we've gone like four games without having a red card. It might be a record. Wow. Wow. Yeah, imagine that. All right. Um, Just just real quickly, just for – just kind of to forecast this a little bit. The the last, I don't know, five or six – Brighton Liverpool matches. There's only one match that has ended with one goal, and that was Brighton winning at Liverpool a year ago. In that phase of the in season you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, in that yeah. horrible phase. We're, yeah. we're, so that was yeah, it was February last last year. Otherwise it's been you got a two one, a three one, a one one, and a two two. So there are goals. So Malpe's scoring somehow. So, well, if he plays, I mean, so, Tariq Lamptey was in a front three this Trousers. past weekend for Brighton. I mean, it Tariq was amazing. Tariq Lamptey's awesome. So here's the so here's the thing. Shout out quick to uh, FPL Chase. You can find him uh, find him on Twitter. One of the things for for uh, data guys, if you care about the the data stats uh, for, he's got XG. I know everybody loves XG. But one of what he has compiled is uh, a rolling uh, XG conceded and XG uh, rolling non-penalty XG offensive and defensive. Just to give a kind of a snapshot of each team kind of in month-long stretches. And right now, uh, Brighton is on a successive downturn defensively. The XG stats back up. What Dan, has been happening in real life? Dan Byrne went to Newcastle. Dan Byrne went to Newcastle. Uh, Lewis Dunk is fresh back from his injury. Um, there's they, I as much as everybody wants to wanted to think like they did have an identity and they did have kind of stability. It's just it's shaky. And if and if it's beach if it's beach time for them, it is. And that's there because they're so safe. It's I mean, they were conceding less than a goal. About a month ago, about a month ago, like that was their average, and about now January it's slowly crept up, getting over over one. Yeah. Like they're getting close to one and a half mm-hmm. goals conceded. You know, expected goals conceded. Grand Potter seems a little tired. 
Seems like he needs it's, a it's change time, of pace. It's time, time to move clubs, Scott. I think it is. Yeah. Arsenal, on the other hand, have gone from conceding close to two goals per match, <laughs> expected goals conceded per match, to now they are second best on a rolling average in the last 10 matches, yeah. second only to Chelsea. So they are, I mean, Arsenal has tightened up. I, You know, it's hilarious that they conceded one to well, Watford. They, the, it was the, a great goal. The one Kuko goal. goal was stupid good. It was great. Um, and the second one was a Ben White error. Yeah, it was Ben no, White yeah. error. Yeah. Yeah. So um, either way, just to just to say, like the matchups for for Liverpool are not as good as they were in game week twenty six. However, playing against Brighton in the form that Liverpool is in right now, I just it, I I get it. It doesn't it's Liverpool, scare you. It doesn't really. It, you'd like to say it doesn't matter. However, Arsenal's still playing. Like Arsenal's gonna like oh. the beach. Arsenal's up, going to be up. I assume Arsenal will be up for this one. Yeah. Uh, and, and the mantra in the locker room should be, as long as we don't give them a red card, we can give them a game. <laughs> right? If Let's this... not get a red card and just just make a competitive I game. I love how that's like the standard. If this season has taught me anything, it's that it's not just who you're playing, it's when you're playing them. That that has been more true this season than I think ever before that I've watched the Premier League. Yeah. And that gives me joy that... Brighton's on the schedule next for Liverpool. Yeah, but the, have, but Arsenal and Liverpool should be. It'll be a thriller. Oh, that should be. That should be a lot of fun. We sh- that's the game you should. We should nil, maybe get nil. together for that one. <laughs> it's happening now that we've talked it up. <laughs> nil nil. When not the not the nil nil we saw in the League Cup final, like just nil nil. Uh, last question, Brian. Yeah, Jared Bones on my bench. Should I send him out? I think you should. Uh, when the best you can say about a guy is like, I hope it's not too bad. Uh, he couldn't put any weight on his foot. Like when when it's that kind of thing, I I can't say for sure. I don't know that there's uh, I don't know that there's an update on him as of right now. Um, you know, with with everything that there is with Jared Bowen, you know, with every time there's an injury like this, it starts with we needed to settle down first. Yeah, I mean that's that's the most that anyone can say right now is that it looks like he could be on the sideline. For a while. For a bit. So the official West Ham website is saying he'll miss at least the next two games. I just don't feel like that looked like a two-game injury. It It just didn't. didn't, Like, I don't know how many American sports you have to watch to talk about high ankle sprains or to talk about people. when, when, When someone's being helped off, I feel like that is a huge difference than if that's just under their own power kind of thing. So sure. I would, I, to me, like if it was me making transfers, he would be the first guy that I'm, I'm okay. getting rid of. All right. Now uh, we'll get to Arsenal in just a minute, Dave. First, we got to talk about Chelsea's dismantling of Burnley at Turf Moor. I give you full credit, sir. You, Dave, you, I give you full credit. Uh, I like this. I like where this is going. I believe it was you that debated. And then I, I think you went ahead and pushed the button on an, Antonio Rudiger transfer in, did you not? Oh, absolutely, I did. And he was the most transferred in player of the game week. Yeah, you were part of that. And I wish I would have gone with Reese James. Well, that would have been better. But I wish I would have captained Reese James. Brian talked up Reese James this past pod as well. So I guess people should listen to us. Either way, it doesn't Brian, matter. Look, Brian will not say this. So I'll toot his horn. He's sitting on a ninety-three. Still has like five guys left to play. In his double match week, and his captain is replaying another match, assuming Reese James plays, mm-hmm. 
And why wouldn't he? Because he's one of Chelsea's most dynamic players. Duh. Uh, okay. It's it is Tommy Tuchel. I understand that, but Reese James is an excellent dynamic player, and he should be playing. And they're playing Norwich. So Reese yeah. James again, Brian. You, you two weeks ago you scored a one forty three when you triple captained. Yeah, triple captain Mo Salah, but but everyone did that. Yeah, everybody did that. Everybody. Although the rest of your team still crushed. That's yeah. how you got to a one forty three. You're sitting on a ninety three right now. You will easily score over a hundred. And and one twenty is not out of the realm for what you might get this week, and that's pretty impressive. There are things that I've loved about FPL, but this was <laughs> one of the top things that I've loved about it. About um, not not winning the league. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean that that's great. I mean winning is always fun, but no. This. <laughs> so, what swayed me was the final captain practice report on Friday, James. Yes. And so I was, I looked at it. I had Cancelo as the one guy who I was like, I think I'm most willing to part with Cancelo. Okay. And that's what I ended up doing. Cancelo to Reese James. And wow. what swayed it was that Reese was in the last, the Friday practice. I in, got two points from Cancelo playing Cancelo, by the way. So Cancelo out. It was a hit, so that was my minus four was to go Cancelo to Reese. It was the, when he was in a normal practice on Friday. And they had already ruled out Aspilicueta. Tuchel, it was it was uh, Aspilicueta is injured and he's not training, so it's already going to come too soon for him. And so all, so right away, it's like if he's not even in training, and they're ruling him out, I feel like Reese is safe at least to start the first match. And my wife can back this up. Um, my, I kept saying that my greatest hope was that Chelsea would get a safe lead by like the 65, 70, <laughs> 75 minute mark against, so, so against have, Burnley. And then that the they would, to and then, and then they'll, no, and then they'll sub him off. Oh. Uh, looking ahead to knowing Next that they match. need to preserve his minutes. They still need to play him back right. into shape. Right. And lo and behold. That's exactly uh, what happened. I, when he, so. The fact that he scored the first goal, I mean, the, all I could say is, holy shit, he did it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I just, I'm like, I can't believe this. Right. And having like, and of course, my, you know, my wife, and I didn't say that in front of my kids, but it was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're like, what happened? Did something happen? <laughs> did the cat go outside? Is he okay? Where's Coco James? No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's Chelsea Football Club, Reese James, my favorite player. Oh, you so, were, they were worried about Coco yeah, James. So every, so but yes. Reese James is who you were worried yes. about. Never in a million years would have guessed that he was going to get a goal and then get an assist. And obviously, get a clean sheet. Obviously, uh, yeah. And, and they, three bonus and points. Then, yeah, and, that, and then that it would be, all right. 18. And, and then subbed off. So that was the most welcome subbing off I have ever seen in my life. Like, I did not want him to play after 75 minutes. Regardless, so what, regardless of what happened. The second he gets subbed off with that clean sheet. Yes. It stays a clean sheet. Yeah, and so he had done enough. You know, all I kept thinking is, as long as Pulisic and Havertz don't get another goal, right? He's safe. He's for good. Three bonus points. Um, no, that, like it's a, you're in a position now. We've already talked about how important Chelsea was going to be, especially once they once they got through that like dead 
dead part of the season because they have, I think they have the easiest remaining schedule of any Chelsea does. Chelsea does. And, and now they're in a position where they're like, the first thing Tuchel said is exactly what you'd expect. Like you see what we missed here. Like you want to know what this club has been missing. You want to know why we were struggling so hard is because you can't replace Ben Chilwell with Marcus Alonso and you can't replace Reese James with, a That's variation true. of Azpilicueta, Callum Hudson, Odoi, whoever else we throw back there. Like we, there, there isn't a replacement for that caliber of guy. So the captain choice, though, I had it on Coutinho the entire week, which wouldn't have been bad. No, not at all. But what made me switch was just the doubt about Villa's form, and just to say like. They just haven't been very good. Like they've just been really underwhelming. And and then looking at it as Chelsea play Burnley and Norwich. That was it. In the end, I was like, he's one of my favorite players. I feel like I've been talking about him for three years. Yeah, you have. I I, I mean, I love so it's that kind of thing where it's like the first time where I'm like, I want to root for him already. He has great matchups. He's playing twice. I think it's pretty safe that he's going to start at least the first one. And then if things go right, he'll get two against really great matchups. And it just, it, I mean, it just, it worked. Well done. Chelsea in general, though, like Kai Havertz gets a brace. Tuchel keeps saying that his form is going to make it difficult to keep him out of the team for for the foreseeable future. That doesn't mean he won't. Will Lukaku ever play for this team again? I don't mm, know if he will. Only as a sub. Yeah, as a sub and so, an other like or meaningless. In, right. What's meaningless What's interesting matches. is, for whatever reason, there's some beef there. Lukaku. Not whatever reason, he complained about being there to what was it Italian media or something? Yeah, no, that, that's yeah, my he point. didn't feel like he no, was being well, used the way he. And I know he gave this stupid apology video talking, that was scripted talking, for him. He's talking about going back to Inter Milan or wishing he was there. And guess where he's going to end up? He'll end up back there because Tuchel's not going to put up with it. He doesn't need him. He's Tuchel, not putting up with it. Tuchel said that he the, he was singing Havertz's praises by specifically talking about how much ground Havertz covers, how effortlessly he moves meters up and down the field, and that that's what they need from that position. Lukaku doesn't do that. Not 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 that's at, in not fairness at all. to Lukaku. That's just that's not his game. Right. That's not what he does. Yeah, so he's saying like... Which is probably why Lukaku said what he said, right? Yeah. That this isn't what I expected it to be. This is not what it was, you know, so... I didn't expect to, to have to work. <laughs> I just expected people to give me the ball. Um, if I they're mean, if they're going to keep playing Christian Pulisic in his preferred position, like, this is back-to-back 90 minutes for Pulisic, and he scored a 13 this week. Fantasy 13. Yeah, a fantasy th- goal and an assist for Pulisic. He gets two bonus points in them. Like that what that's still don't fant- trust it. I still don't yeah, trust it. Yeah, for sure, but but I think Chelsea fans by and large have said see what happens when you play him it where where he prefers. Yeah. Look at what he does when he's in his Chelsea fans spot. and all American and every, fans. everyone can see what he's <laughs> capable of. I mean, up 0.8% selected Christian Pulisic. I mean, Havertz is a huge differential. Anybody who went for him, like, that's an amazing choice this week. I will say the Dream Team score is 158. There were massive point yeah, totals Did anybody out there. not score a double-digit haul this week? I feel like it was almost every player uh, 
Yeah, says the guy sitting on the 93, was yeah, it, Dave? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Check I mean, it, it was obvious, I'm just fools. saying, look, there's a, it's lot. Obvious. there's a lot of them. It's obvious, you fools. You couldn't pick the right people this week, you stupid morons. No one Captain James like was obvious. You're, you're beneath me. What so, else was I supposed to do? I felt forced into captaining <laughs> Reese James. So, just because I want to mess with Dave, I'm going to skip Arsenal and talk about... Spurs 5, Everton nil. Yes. The yo-yo continues. It just continue. <laughs> you cr- you're crushing on the yo-yo. Like you, you said this multiple weeks ago, and every week it's like, holy crap, Scott's right again. Like, jeez, man. Um, every, Dave, let's just Dave, look Dave, at Dave. it. You and I are giving each other way too much credit on this pod. No, no, no. I hate to do this at all, but I'm just telling you, like, it's undeniable. You mentioned that Spurs yo-yo, and it has just been – you know, get crushed, do good. Get crushed, do good. Get crushed, do good. When get Brian crushed, gave good. the results in the calendar year last pod, I the was only, like, that the is only madness. discrepancy was two losses. Two in losses a row. in a row. Now this, you know, this this isn't uh, profound analysis to say that Spurs will be playing next Saturday at United. So load up on United assets for yeah. that one. Oh my gosh, yeah, Ronaldo's coming back. Uh, probably <laughs> get at least a brace from. I feel Fred. St- I would imagine is going to have this game. I game want nothing life. to do with. <laughs> now and then the Spurs, and then they play at the Spurs Brighton. are in a double next week. Exactly, so you just commit to them. Yeah, you'll get one. You'll get one good result out for of sure. those two. Um, uh, they are uh, to go back to you know a rolling ten day average uh, per FPL chase. Uh, Spurs currently are top of the league uh, for offense, and they're in the top three. They on just defense. scored five on Everton, of course. No, this was prior to this today. Prior to this this game, was prior sorry. to this game scoring five. All right, they're, that they're, means something. Yes, then. their rolling ten day uh, ten game average is at one point nine three. That was their offensive. When they've been good, they're good. And when they've been bad, yeah, they're bad. But they're more good than bad. It's a touch mm-hmm. ahead of Liverpool, who's are drop dropping a little bit. I mean, Liverpool was up close to three goals per game average, and they're back down. To, they're one point eight nine. Tottenham's at one point nine three. I is there anyone? I feel like Kane is the most informed person in the league right now. I, I feel like there's I, I there's not anyone who's doing, uh, not just stats, but who's getting points now. I am at the point with Harry Kane where I'm completely over analyzing his goal celebrations. There, there have been plenty of them. Scott, I will say this. In defense of Harry Kane, in his last four match weeks, 13-2, how do you how do you argue with that? No uh, no one scored that in the last four match weeks. No yeah. one. No, I don't I, have to look I, at anything else. Yeah, no, I hear that. And then he doesn't celebrate as much as his teammates celebrate. To me, it's like that guy just wants out so badly. He wants business. He's, I he's think he business just, time. but I think he just wants goals. Business so, time for what? To what end? He wants the golden boots. Guy. He, he wants trophies, right? He does want trophies. He's not getting them. He but wants guess the golden what, boots. But guess guy. what else he did? Who did he pass today, Dave? In goals. he passed Thierry Henry. Yeah, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah, so I think that's that. Like, no matter what, whether he wants out or whether he's willing to stay in, you know what? Everyone is going to remind him of is his goal tally. And no matter what, it's going to be a spur higher than the Arsenal's best player. You are only a handful of goals away from such and such legend that's just above you in the goal scoring table. Yeah, but he just he tried last summer to go to Manchester City so that he could be another faceless Jack Grealish. True. Uh, That that does not that is not good for him. 
but to go right, to city. But right now, no. But that's what I'm saying. Right now, for most of the beginning of the season, it was Ronaldo on top, and he was the clear cut. Like he was, he was crushing statistically, and he was getting a good amount of returns. Like he was a strong consideration for most people's teams. There was a point, I don't know, maybe ten or fifteen at the most weeks ago where it started to shift to Kane, and now it is decidedly, it is basically Kane and every other forward statistically. So that shift has been, like, I feel like once that switch switched, it is, like, it is just clear-cut. The double switch. I would like to... Every other match, it's clear-cut. Well, the last four. I'll say it again, 13-2-11-13. Last yeah, I I would I would probably change my answer to the question of is he essential to yes on the grounds that he's the most trustworthy forward player that there is. And they have a few games in hand as does Arsenal, which we we know this. Like like going into this week, I mean that was it. I already had Sun in my team and that and that was that it was with that exact consideration. I I love Sun. I love his energy. I love his attitude. I love everything about him, as most people should. I love him more than Harry Kane for that exact reason. I would way rather root for Son than Kane. And yet, like going into this double week, like look who blew up again. It's all of the guys who just keep doing it. And Kulishevsky coming in has he's totally been, he's changed. Been the, I was going to get to that. He's been the difference. He's the one who is lighting up the assist column. Yeah, he he's getting into the positions. We talked about some of his stats last week where he has been he was more he's pro, in terms of being prolific, he's out shooting and out out box touching son. Sounds so, dirty. Yeah, you, definitely. You, hey, listen, seriously though, you you know what might be my transfer this week? Oh, uh, what? I've been struggling with it. But, no, for Bowen. Yes, you nailed it. That's gonna that's gonna be my consideration. Yeah. For no, sure. but I, I think that's legitimate. That's a legitimate, easy ch- move that people can make at the moment. I was just giving your Bowen injury report yeah, earlier. I, from I dinnering. don't see any reason for you to keep Jared Bowen at all. I, I would, I mean, because I feel like at this point, if you had if you had him for a long time, like I had him, I mean, I, you know, it's what he was up. I've to, had him since day one. I was gonna say, wasn't he seven point two? I feel like was that was his peak. He's now dropped. Is he down to seven? Has he dropped down to seven even, or is he still seven point one? He's six nine. Oh, he's jeez, oh, that's fantastic. I'm sure I'm losing more money on him. Uh, but either way, the point is like I I would just point to like our mini mini league leader currently, uh, Diane. Her two Spurs players are Kane and Kulishevsky. This this is not this this you can't use that. She's a Spurs fan. <laughs> Scott, she's also like in the top 10, 10K. I get it. What's your prediction? I want to hear your your predictions, both of you, on how many points Harry Kane's going to score. Fantasy points in game week 29. Two matches. I think he's going to score two goals. So he'll hit double digits, you think? Like I think he'll hit double digits, but I don't 12, think. 12, something like that. I just think it's, yeah, I think Manchester United. He'll score two goals in the Brighton game. Manchester United is a shambles, and this is Spurs who... Um, Seem like they're carrying. Yeah, but United's going to be motivated after the Derby loss, right? They'll come back at home. I don't think so. I don't know if they are. This is not not the way Harry Harry Maguire defends. Spurs yo-yo, gentlemen. Conte is, but Conte has real demands of his players. I think the yo-yo. I feel like that's the difference. Going into the the same players who he's saying it's going to take a long time to fix this club, (laughs) Conte. Those same players, he demands more of them, and they're going to respond to that. 
Yeah, look, he's, he already used the analogy of sometimes you use the stick and sometimes you use the carrot. I've tried both in the past few weeks and neither the worked. The man's been there for like three months. He acts like he's been there for 30 I years. I know. So I don't love that both these games are away. Let's bring reel this back in here. Harry I don't, Kane's prediction. I don't love – yeah, Harry Kane's prediction. I don't love that both games are away. I am expecting on some level a yo-yo, although I I, yes. I keep thinking that the yo-yo is going to stop at some point. But nope. the last impression I've had of the Spurs at this moment is good Spurs. Granted, they were playing the relegated Everton. So, and until they're not relegated, I'm going to continue to call them for the rest of the season at this point, Everton, as, because that's the club that really that doesn't even deserve to be mentioned. Uh, but at this point, I feel like Kane's going to score double digits. Okay. Between the two games, I sure. would say I would say yes. I mean, that's only gonna. Let's be clear, that's only gonna happen because Spurs are playing two matches. You mentioned his last four scores. You didn't, you didn't preface what you said by that. You just said, "What's he gonna do in matches?" I know, I know, and I got the answer. And 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 I'm not, I'm not disputing that. He's gonna benefit from the double game week here if the yo-yo continues. You mentioned that three of his last four matches in the league have been double digits. Yeah. That's because they played an FA Cup match in between that 11 and 13. And you want to talk about a Harry Kane who wants to win trophies? I'm sorry. You want to win trophies? Why don't you lead your current club past Middlesbrough in your best option for winning a trophy this season, the FA Cup? I don't think he started the game. Well, that's ridiculous. He he subbed on. All right. Either way, I don't care how many minutes you play. Here's, Here's why I would just say, like, regardless of what you think about him and how his commitment level or whatever... His big turnaround statistically and where he really turned on like this like old style Harry Kane was game week 18. He started so I think he scored 3 goals in a row starting in game week 18. Since game week 18, which this is now that's that's 10 weeks of 10 match weeks of, which is there's more games in there for them. Harry Kane among forwards has 76 points. Do you know who is in second? Since game week 18 for forwards? Who? Alexander Lacazette. How many points does Alexander Lacazette have since game week 18? Probably 40. 43. Yeah. So Harry Kane is first with 76. Second place is Lacazette, 33 points behind him. And I will say, in positive, I guess in support of Harry Kane, we talk sometimes about what a player's ceiling is. You know, players, there's only a handful of players in the league who have hat trick potential, right? He, he's one of them. He's definitely one of them. And he's that, doing it. When, and he's, I, when he's good, even if it's every other match, when he's good, he's very it's, good. It's really and good. that's where I think the consideration has to be if you had, and I know a lot of other people have said this, if you have Sun, I'd say Sun is rarely a captain consideration compared to even other midfielders that you have. Harry Kane in the right matchups is a captain consideration regardless of who else you have on your team. And it's because of this. It's because of a match week where he can easily, where he gets a brace and it's fairly effortless. Watford 2, Arsenal 3. Brian, I'd like to spend seven minutes talking about Watford's two goals, if that's okay. (laughs) Or not. Okay, fine. Dave, tell us about why you love Arsenal right now, starting with... Bukayo Sako. They're Sokka. fun. They're fun. They're fun. Who doesn't like to watch them right now? They're fun. There's a bit of a consistency in their lineup, too. They're, they're like the Cincinnati Bengals of the Premier League. That's fair. If only if only there were playoffs, right? 
No, we don't like playoffs, Scott. We you don't like this. playoffs. But if they did, you would love City Arsenal's chances. City deserves to be in, in the top spot. Liverpool deserves to be number two. Uh, Chelsea arguably deserves to be number three. But still, uh, look, Arsenal's in four with games in hand. We're not that far behind Chelsea. Third doesn't matter at this point. Uh, all you really want is fourth. But look, if Arsenal gets fourth, that's a big deal for them, especially over the last four or five years. So, But they're fun to watch. Our, Arteta had a vision. He's kept the players who have bought into that vision, sort of like Klopp did. And kicked out the ones that didn't. He kicked out the ones that didn't. Except Jaka. Except Jaka. Jaka is the, the wolf in sheep's clothing. It's like... He buys into the vision, but like still sucks. So somehow he continues to play. That's the one guy I'd kick off the team, but whatever. I'm not in charge. And so it, they're fun, Scott. They're fun to watch. They are. This week, I mean, what what more could you ask for unless you're a Emil Smith Rowe owner? I mean, what? No, Which he no, wasn't even in the team. Right, so I was going to say, was he COVID? Was he a COVID positive? So or was last that week, last week something? it was illness. Okay, but it was not. Technically COVID, but so much so he's not in the team this week. So it's like, you know, those of you, those of us who pay attention to training knew he wasn't in training, but still, yeah, it was going to be Gabrielle and, and Odegaard and Saka. And that's exactly what it was. And yeah. Lacazette. I was going to say is, is Lacazette good? He's in my yeah. team. I mean, you love Lacazette his- is really, really interesting because Arsenal's getting a weird spot with them. He, at the end of the season, he's out of contract. But he's playing really, really well for them. I think he wants to stay, and I think he's going to be okay with not being, in quotes, the the guy next season. He was never as, the guy when Aubameyang was around. I understand that. But I think he's going to be okay with that. He is really, he's one of the team captains, really playing well. He's always been a high effort. Does not guy. have a – absolutely brings a high effort. The younger players look up to him. I think he's – I hope he hangs around. I really does. I think he's a really awesome dude. Who's who's not? He doesn't need the spotlight. Loves to give it up, and and I think loves kind of and has grabbed a hold to the mentorship that he has with some of the younger players. I really hope he hangs around. I hope they were able to work something out there. I I'm I've often in going. This is going back a few years. I've often kind of had a love hate relationship with Lacazette. I'll bring him in. Rarely does he do well when I bring him yeah. in. I send him out, and then he you know has a great week. Yeah. It just seems to be my luck with him. Uh, luck is that, if you will. Anyway. Uh, I have not hesitated to go to him now because of the way the Arsenal lineup is set up, because of the personnel who are still there. It seems like a given that he's going to play more often than not. And they have one competition to focus on. Exactly. And while a lot of people probably noticed everything else that was good about Arsenal, you mentioned, I guess I brought up Saka first. Odegaard had a good match. But I love seeing Lacazette's assists. Yeah, no, he's good. And And he understands, I tell you, so what's interesting, watch how he plays. Like He plays a lot like um, Aguero. Aguero would always kind of play in that same role where guys are playing off of him. Oftentimes the midfielders are running past him, and Aguero would, Aguero would get assists. Aguero was one of the greatest scorers of Premier League history. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying in the style that, that uh, he's playing for um, Arteta, I think it's just – either Pep's influence on Arteta or vice versa. But bottom line is, like, it's something. And I think that, Scott, you, you went to him. Like, credit to you. Like, that – I, I yeah. don't know what his ownership is. It can't be higher than five. Well, the reality is if you're not willing to go up in price to I the Harry Kane we just touted, yeah, 
then Lacazette's really your only main option at that well, mid-range forward level. I'm wrong. Level. It's, Brian, you're yeah, right. I hate that. It's 5.4. I just... Wait, no, just that he's... I, I just know just because this double... Because of the double week and because he had... He got two assists this week. And it, that's the that's the downside of him is that, you know, he's not... He's nowhere near the... He's not trying to be the goal scorer. He doesn't need to be because he has three capable goal scorers playing alongside him and beside, you know, everywhere else around him. But, um, no, even this week, like, the, he ends with an eight. So, forwards... We've talked about this a ton for, like, bonus point system scoring. Forwards, anytime forwards get a return, they tend to end up in bonus points. And he got two assists this week and finished with exactly his baseline amount of points like that's all he got so going back to week 16 here's his, his scores and and again nothing's going to really stand out but you're you're not going to hear many down scores 7 3 5 11 2 2 5 5 5 5 8 yeah you can know how i love consistency in yeah, my right? players it's a it's that's, great consistency that's that's a scott yeah. weeby type of fantasy player yeah, for and, sure and we just said a second ago for as for as mediocre as his FPL performances have seemed to be, he's second to Harry Kane in the last ten game weeks for for forward scoring. So, yeah, it's a discrepancy of points, but still, like you're, I mean, that consistency is good. I don't, I, I can't fault you at all for going to him, uh, whether free hit or wild card or whatever, going into this week or just normal, just regular. Or just, I just regular went to him. Yeah, and I, like a regular old free transfer. Yeah, just for especially in a time when forwards are. We've said it. I feel everybody kind of recognizes how weird forwards have been. Very um, weird. Is both home matches for them this week is good. You'd rather them playing at home. Come up for Leicester and Liverpool. Yes, playing Leicester, I'd say that's a huge plus. I don't care if it's gray on here. Uh, you don't care that Jamie Vardy is playing him them him, you don't, be him being dave no personal I, I i would say so lester offensively has been fantastic uh like in terms of like what you would expect from their normal offensive output they they have been consistently one of the worst i mean they've just been so bad defensively i don't care that they've had two clean sheets in a row they should not have had a clean sheet against Leeds. It oh should not. Oh my gosh! It absolutely should not have happened. Anyone with Rafinha should feel like that was the like the. I most got un- I got robbed. It feels like an absolute robbing. Can we? Can I? Can I just say real quick on that? I am a Leeds fan secondarily now because I want Jess, Jesse Marsh to succeed as an American. Yeah. This is FPL America podcast. I want Jesse Marsh to succeed there, and Leeds did everything but win. They really did. It's yeah. funny because if you wa- go go watch the extended highlight video of this match, all of it is Leeds attack, except yeah. for the one time Leicester scored. Yeah, they attacked and scored. And by the way, Harvey Barnes, you know, he does that bow and arrow celebration after uh-huh. he scores. It occurred to me that we've been we've been missing out on an opportunity here, Brian. Hmm. With that bow and arrow celebration, he is heretofore Hawkeye Harv. Okay. Oh, good. Yes, I'll take that. Hawkeye right. Harv is good. Anyway, back to Arsenal because well, Dave wants please, to talk Scott. about Arsenal. I, I, hey, real quick, some fancy relevance here. Would you yeah. rather have Saka or Kulishevsky? Kulishevsky. Uh, Saka's yo-yo. got a double match week and in 29 no, and I, plays in 30. Yeah, my. So there's a little added bonus there. No, like no, no. Kulishevsky plays in 30. What's wrong with me? Yeah. So. 
Yeah, Spurs playing thirty-two. I, I'm, I am 30 not. They also, both have doubles in twenty-nine. Well. Yeah, both double in twenty-nine. They both yeah. play in thirty. At this that, point, yeah. a lot of people don't have guys playing thirty. Yeah, yeah. That maybe was, that'd be the only reason why. Yeah, that was my I, like Saka. We talked about it last week. Arsenal playing home, playing Watford was one of the reasons why. I, you know, I was not in no way was I in a rush to get rid of Saka going into that, like, as a single match, like, whether he was playing once or not. I mean, I, that's why I was I'm completely happy to have him. I want him for as long, you know, the long haul. I love Martinelli. Uh, Martinelli is the guy I would love to. I wish. I like, know. He's ev- just I, not showing it on the fantasy score sheet consistently. Right. This, But this is the kind of week, though, where I – I would want Kane and seven midfielders. Martinelli and that's, and that's is, where I, like, I Martinelli don't, is a terror. You know what I mean? Right? Like, the, the guy gives people nightmares. He's freaking everywhere. I had him in my team at one point this season. I, I want him to be better than he is. I, he is on the cusps of doing I, if it nice was, If I had to pick one, I would pick Saka. I would pick Saka. Saka. But it's Would not. you rather have Saka or Kulishevsky? Going into the next two weeks. Only because of 30, I'll stay with my initial thought, which is Kulishevsky. I'm having, I mean, I'm having both, and I'll find a way of putting Kulishevsky in. So you He'll don't be in pick. in game week 30. So you didn't pick. You picked That's both. the Brian Chesko way. No, this Jake. week, I'm telling you right now, they are both in my team. They're in my free I wanted you team. to pick one if you had to if pick one. If I had one. to pick one, I would pick Saka. Okay. Although, even like, though look, he's playing Liverpool twice, you want to set up your team for thirty, right? right? Unless you're free hitting, then it doesn't matter, right? I I feel like game week thirty, the the matchups they're not they're not fantastic. Uh, there are a couple ones like like Leicester playing Brentford is a is a good one. I feel like that's one of the few good ones. I don't know how for who, Ivan Tony, who who's going to go to Jamie Vardy? There's only one person on in on either side of that that I would really want, and it's Harvey Barnes. It's no, no, Colin by his real name. His new I name. would want Hawkeye Harv. Hawkeye Harv. That's right. I want Hawkeye Harv. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Anyway. Anything else before we get to the match that I wanted to start this pod with? Another uh, not clean sheet for Arsenal. I was a little annoyed by that in a big way. Times, Although Times two. Kuko's yeah. goal was fantastic. Yeah, except I don't like a guy. This is just me. Call me old-fashioned, if you will. But I don't like a guy who... Scores and points at his name in the back and of his points jersey. at the back of his kit as opposed to the front of it. Yeah. Focus on the bad. Uh, Madison did That's that right. for Lester when he scored a couple weeks ago and then immediately hurt his back. That's <laughs> as they say, Brian. Karma is a yeah, witch. Absolutely. Yes. Oh man, that's great. Hawkeye Harv would never do that. He'll just shoot imaginary arrows into the stands. All right, the match I wanted to start this pod with, and only this pod would start with this match. We didn't. I refrained. Villa 4, Southampton nil. It's mm-hmm. less about the Villa 4 than it is about the fact that you and I have a massive bet on the line here with James Ward-Prowse. And as we sit here, it is very much in the balance. It looked it looked better on paper ahead of the double game <laughs> week. <laughs> and Brian, you nailed the Kyle Walker-Peters thing. He sits. Perot starts in his place. Well, I was more afraid for Livermento for Perot, but but Kyle Walker Peters was a late I mean that was a that was a bummer for everyone because anyone that was talking about Southampton, Kyle Walker Peters was impossible to get away from. Like statistically just what he was doing was so good. Perot comes in, Livermento, so many people went to Livermento and 
ended with what you thought was Livermento didn't play, and it's uh, <laughs> not the case. It was just a, just a straight up zero uh, for I everybody who had somebody from, from yes. Southampton defense. Every time I haven't seen a match result yet, and I see that someone on my team has a zero, and I know they've played, the first thing I do is I look to see. What are his minutes? Did he play? Yeah. Did he even play yeah. in this match? Because obviously that means that maybe maybe my bench will will benefit here. But uh, Brian, or not Brian, Dave, uh, JWP with a two. Yep. Captain not, JWP, right? Not great. Yep. Captain him. Felt pretty good about it. <laughs> match week is not over. So Who would you have captained if not for the prospect of getting out of James Ward-Prowse business? I would have captained uh, with... Salah played West Ham United. The, technically, I viced Salah, so that kind of okay, shows okay, who you would. Okay, but yeah. honestly, on an honest, hard look, honestly, I probably wouldn't have gone to Brown because I, I don't want to front like I would have done that because yeah. I feel like that would have been slightly bold. It, it was Salah. I viced Salah. That's the you know that's who, who I, you would. I thought you would have con- given some consideration to captaining Rudiger, but I but I <laughs> but I, but maybe not. Only you, like, wh- who? which goalkeeper was it that you captained last Captain week? Nick Pope a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. See, no, none of us are, are as bold as you right now, Brian. I captained Reese James this week. I don't know if we talked about that. On the <laughs> Shut up. No, uh, I'm just saying, like, this, this, but that was, a, a lot hey, of people should... captained, what, a lot of people captained Rudiger. How many people captained James Ward-Prowse? No. You know hardly was... anybody. <laughs> That's real. That's real guts. Perfect differential. <laughs> That's not guts. I'm That's saying, desperation. I'm saying that so many people, <laughs> even Mendy, Chelsea goalkeeper Mendy, was one of the top transfers Ed? in going into the going into this game week. And I think I I, I, probably, I'm, I don't want to speak for everyone on the podcast, but my guess is you would have said he's too expensive. What's the point of going to Mendy in goal? When you can go to somebody cheaper and do something be- you know, better with somewhere else in your squad. If you had captained any Chelsea asset defensively, you're doing okay. And, so or, and or offensively at this point. Right. I mean, they, they just accept Mason Mount. Accept Mason just, Mount. I'm just saying, like, I don't feel like that's a crazy consideration. All of that to say, you're captaining James Ward-Prowse. It should at least give you some style points, even if it ends in complete I'll, I'll give him failure. style. I'll give him my imaginary... Yeah. Honorary style points that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, have you guys seen who was the most captain in Game Week Twenty Eight? Don't look. No, I have not. It's Mo Salah. It's going to be Mo Salah for the rest of the year. Uh, FPL has a real problem. Can I rant for just thirty seconds? Dan? I don't know if this rant is valid, but I know. I think I know where you're going. Every season that we play this game, it looks like more and more people are playing FPL. As we sit here, there's more than 9 million teams that are in existence in FPL for the season. That's not real. That's absolutely not real. It can't be. That's people who are starting new teams with fake burner email addresses who are trying to get into the you know top scorer of the game week thing that shows up. FPL is a problem here. They need to solve it. This is this is fraud. This is ridiculous. You, you don't like people just creating email accounts to have other teams, so you can just not in game week twenty eight. Yeah, cut it off at some point. Yeah, no new no new teams. You can't start a fantasy American football team after game after, after, after the after first week. First week. As soon as that's it, the you know there's a certain there's a certain week where there's a cutoff where there's no more drafts. There's no more. You know when it should be cut off in FPL. It should be after the summer transfer window. Closes. So what you get three, three game weeks ish. 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Transfer window closes. Yeah, done. So, so does no more new teams. No more new teams. I think that absolutely needs to happen. This is fraud on a high level. FPL doesn't seem to care about. And I don't know if you follow this, but more and more, it looks like teams are getting hacked. This yeah, season. I have. I've seen that a bunch. Yeah, teams. FPL has a significant. I mean. Dave, this is where you insert your joke about well, the one, one computer. they have one computer. Yeah, it's yeah, a 286 absolutely. from 1985. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't protect anything. No, I get they don't it. even have a firewall. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, firewall? What's that? I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. FPL is a significant problem um, here. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> Added to the list of issues FPL has that they're refusing to address while they set up you know, cup competitions. That's great. Uh, Dave, I do want to also mention the fact that I think, at least in away matches, Southampton is at risk of being our second beachy club this season. I don't think Hosnoodle will let them do that. This was their worst performance so far of the year. Remember that, like, last year they had that bad performance against Leicester where they let in, like, seven goals nine. or something. Nine. Nine? Uh, German there? Um so I like I did. Wow, the the, the Veeb came out in, in Scott. The Thank Veeb, you. Excuse me, nine. Um, That's not so, <laughs> sir. Listen, all right. I hear you. Hasenhutl, I think, will keep this from happening. I, think I don't it's out think of his Southampton. Southampton, I don't think, is a beachy team. And, they are uh, every year. They have one really great streak. It sometimes coincides with JWP's really great streak. It usually does. And then it's over. And I think, especially away, it's over. It's over. There's no, What are they playing for? Well, they're ninth in the table. Okay? So they're, they're... I ask again. What are they playing for? They're playing for Europa play. No, they're not. They <laughs> are. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. Who's eighth in the table, Dave? Well, the Wolves. Are they catching wolves? Probably not. Absolutely not. Finishing in top half of the table, I think it's important for them for whatever reason. Southampton's feeling the warmth of the sun on their skin as we speak. They live at the beach, Scott. What are you talking about? They live on the southern coast of England. There you go. And I'll guarantee it's March 7th as we're recording this. It's warming up. They're feeling nice. Exactly. They're getting comfortable. There you go. And you've got James Ward-Prowse in your lineup. They They can't totally relax. But I, yeah, I don't know. This was a bad performance, and but what's I mean, Aston Villa, you could have accused them of the Jekyll same and thing. Hyde Villa. Other, other than four. other than it's Steven Gerrard trying to. Oh, you think the mental health games are working to drop four goals on Southampton? Well, I'm here? just saying that you like it's a little bit different because Villa was Villa's struggling they get rid of dean smith they bring in a guy who's you know supposed to be like completely change the mentality of the team and they proceed to be completely mediocre for the first like seven matches that he's in charge let me just be clear i'm not belittling mental health needs in any way no no but when steven gerrard says i need to fix some things and the most that he comes up with is i'm going to encourage ollie watkins to take a fast from social media right right that's not Super encouraging, right? But here, I mean, this is a great result. And, you know, we mentioned the potential. I mean, if you had the guts, Coutinho, he was the kind of player prior to this game week that you probably vice-captained. Because, Dave, we've said this before, your vice-captain is the guy that psychologically you want to captain but don't have the balls to do it. Or you feel good about your captain, and if he doesn't start, then you have a vice. 
which doesn't happen very often. So Coutinho, I mean, you might have felt okay about that, but I mean, this okay? You know, no, it, I didn't. Lo- I didn't love the idea of captaining him once I felt like I had a, a higher ceiling option, but he should have had more. I mean, he fi- finishing with a goal and an assist and thirteen points is like small because he it could have been bigger than that. By the way, at least a brace and an assist for Coutinho in this game. And do you know who's not pointing at the back of his kit after he scores or or delivers a delicious assist? Danny Ings. Okay. Also, Philippe Coutinho. Oh, I thought you were going to say James Ward Prowse. I, I mean, sure, he's usually a team player as well. I loved. I'm reading into celebrations a lot because why not? It's fun for me. I love the way Villa celebrated with Coutinho after he delivered in in this match. I loved it. Mm-hmm. There's a rapport there that I really, really like to see. Um, if Villa has, if they are starting to get. Uh, not just having a healthy Danny Ings, but that they are figuring out how to use Ings and Watkins together with a functional Coutinho. There's probably a lot more danger ahead. Sure. Like this is probably what anyone would have envisioned the team having going forward. Brian, with that kind of attack. I'm going to totally speak your language here for a second. Okay. Dave, if the club mojo table, I know that some people are listening to this and they're like, Scott, You've talked so much about goal celebrations in this pod. If the Club Mojo table had an ICT index, mm. <laughs> goal celebrations would be part of that index. Yeah. That'd be the C in the ICT. Well, I think what we'll have to do is we'll have to put this request <laughs> ICTC. into League Ben yeah. and see if he wants to add that to his uh, to his table that he suits. I mean, at this point, we're pod on. only Ben is listening, so uh, hopefully he'll hear us and. Um, so uh, Watkins scored. Uh, Watkins scored a goal here. I think. I think that's all he had was a goal. Uh, Danny Ings gets fifteen. I mean, this is a, a fifteen from Ings makes him. He's going to be a, one of the top scorers for the game week, and that's without Luca Dina missing out. Uh, I don't like. I said, you know, I, I now I now that I realize I'm not getting a Marty six off my bench. I want Dean to come back for. Uh, for the <laughs> right. I'd like to get at least a chance of him coming in. Uh, it's Matty Cash who's back to completely crushing the league again. Uh, Eleven points, gets an assist, a clean sheet, ends up with two bonus points yeah. here. He had 14 against Brighton last week. Since game week 23, Matty Cash is your third highest scoring defender. Uh, out of all defenders. So the thing that makes me nervous about them more than anything is that it's West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs, Liverpool, Leicester. Good luck with That's that. That's their next six. Good luck with that, bud. They do have a, they do have a, a match with Burnley that needs to be rescheduled. Uh, I think West Ham is going to be probably struggling a bit. Arsenal, they get at least they get to play them at home, I guess. Wolves have been bad defensively, so I'm not necessarily that only look, within the last few weeks. Yeah, that looks. I think that looks better now than it did a few weeks ago. I think adding Burn. What I'm saying is, I think adding Burnley to any of those matches makes them useful in a double week, regardless of where you put that. So anyway, we already discussed how Brighton is at the beach. Uh, that was only made more clear by the Newcastle victory over them, two to one. Uh, what do we want to say about uh, no longer in the relegation battle, Newcastle? This guy, two thumbs pointing at this guy, has been on the Newcastle is not going to be in trouble 
train all season. I felt like Newcastle's going to be fine. It's yeah, just once they got Eddie a while, out, once they changed just, managers, it's just taking them a while to kind of get things going. But I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Look, I, the other thing too is, and call me crazy, I, we've kind of talked down to Burnley a little bit, just mainly because this past week's result. Let's not forget the Burnley's results the weeks before this. I think Burnley's going to be okay. They still got those games in hand. I think Burnley is going to be okay. I have Valt Veghorst, and I still feel like look, he's cheap for what he can give you. Is he lighting the world on fire at the moment? But no, I still think he's a decent fantasy option. I, Brian, but why are we talking about Burnley when we're supposed to be talking about Newcastle? Yeah, you brought up Burnley. Ryan Frazier, Brian, is who we should be talking about at the moment. Fantasy-relevant right. Ryan Frazier. Is yeah. he? Is this a flash in the pan? Is this vintage old Ryan Frazier? Does he now reinvigorated that he's been reunited with his old manager, Eddie Howe. With his doppelganger. What's going on? Oh, no, that's, no, uh, that's, uh, Matt, no, Ritchie. that's Matt Ritchie. Uh, Easy. No, Matt we... Ritchie somehow pulls the double duty of playing for Newcastle and managing Newcastle. Yeah. When when I saw Ryan Frazier score here, I thought, am I watching Bournemouth all over again? Yeah. It really was a Bournemouth. Eddie, Eddie Howe's now, Bournemouth. Eddie's putting him in the positions he used to be, and now we're starting to see old Ryan Frazier stuff. Therefore, it's relevant to discuss him on this podcast. What say you, Brian, wearing the Newcastle shirt? What am I to make of Ryan Frazier? Did we talk about him last week? I know no, for sure. But I think I, I, I think I, after the pod, you're like, why don't we talk about Ryan Frazier? Well, I thought we did. <laughs> well, the reason why I thought we did because the, because they were, they were doing a double double. They had a two, two two double right. match weeks in a row. Right. Um. Just like the the the. At least what's in the notes from last week. I mean, I feel like we did talk about that. You know, it's Fabian Scher, Dubravka, Saint Maximan. Like, but Ryan Fraser is was the fourth highest scoring player on the team since Eddie Howe took over. Like, I mean, we talked about that before. Of like, yeah, like this is a. It's a seems to be like what he's been needing and what he's been waiting for. The only problem is now is is he have a muscle injury, and of so he's course. got a yellow triangle on <laughs> of him. Of course, uh, Eddie Howe saying this week that it that it was a big physical effort from everyone, but it's taken a toll. And so, I'd say minimum, you know, you'll get to see like the good thing is Thursday you'll get to see kind of where their fitness is, like who's there. So possibly you don't see Ryan Fraser on the second part of this double week. But you might see St. Maximan return. Yeah, and so St. Maximan did come back for he did sub on late, which is that's a I probably more important for them anyway. Um I just think they have a way to Chelsea as the first match of their double game week 29. That to me, you know, if you're which is more important for them, Southampton on Thursday or Chelsea on the weekend. Yeah, I, I just, to me, it just seems like they're, you know, I, I, if he's fit enough to start, there's no way he plays. If anything, I would, I feel like I would expect him just for the, if they can get by, that he just is a late sub. Unless it's uh, being played on the sandy south beaches of England, there's nothing to worry about for Newcastle in that match against Southampton. Dave, real quickly about Burnley. You mentioned their games in hand, like that's a significant advantage They've only played one fewer match than Watford and Norwich below them, and they've played one more match than Everton above them. So that advantage is gone now. Who has stolen their games in hand? <laughs> they what, did, and they didn't do the, enough with what them. What in the world? Yeah. 
they're still Burnley. And so they are in danger. And if it's not Burnley, you must be assuming then that it's going to be Everton. Maybe Leeds, but I don't know. It's uh, it's it's getting harder and harder to see Burnley out of the bottom the three. The injury to Ben Mee could not have happened at a worse time for them. Dave, I can't believe you didn't say Fabian Share. 4.3. 4.3. A defender who, like I said, is the I mean, highest scoring... He's the highest scoring magpie since Eddie Howe arrived. He finishes with a goal and two bonus points here. So he scores you a 10 in the first of a double week going into a Southampton game on Thursday. 39 points for Fabian Scher since game week 23. I was going to say. Fourth fourth best defender in scoring. This this is shocking. It's fair. I will say this. Since week 23, I... You said you gave the big number, but the small numbers tell me more. Six one eight two twelve ten. Like that's impressive. Yeah. For a Newcastle defender. Yeah. He's four been, point he's three. He's been very good. You talked about at Dan- this point. I feel like we're doing our listeners a, a disservice. We're late to the game on him. You talked to you talked about Dan Byrne leaving Brighton. Dan Byrne is now at Newcastle, and so that helps them. It's not like it's not the one guy who's coming in to transform the whole thing, but. Yeah, I mean, they've they've been much better. Yes, yeah, Scott, your hand is raised. You have a question. Yeah, why is Cher the ninth highest form defender on the FPL website if his scores are that good? Uh, why is he below Craig Dawson, who's still seventh? I don't know. I, how many weeks do they do with form? Is it four weeks? I guess it would have to be. Something big enough for Dawson's goals to still count. Yeah. I mean, Joel Maddup is still third Yeah. as a form defender. How is this at all a reliable indication of who's in form and who we should be bringing in? I don't know. I can't answer that. You Yet should, another FPL problem should, that I you have. Should send the why are we, why are you we should playing send FPL the, at should, this point? You should send the carrier pigeon to the FPL. That's office. the only way they'll receive it. Uh, Joe Willick was, uh, was sad to not uh, really do much this week. I think he was probably the most popular guy based on his personal form, and he just was not very involved. This is why people start other forms of fantasy soccer by the way uh wolves nil crystal palace too he talked about wolves being uh, their defense at least not being in in, in form whatever that means anymore no they're way hey, out palace of form is dangerous you never want to play them any week palace, palace, palace will not be at the zaha, yes. i mean we need to mention zaha like palace zaha continues le- to produce palace is le- legit Palace, uh, Zaha keeps being good slash annoying. They are so a mid-table I, yeah. club that will not beach this season. Zaha period. continues to be the guy that you're like, why do I not own him? Well, I can tell you why, Dave, because uh, if somebody who did own Zaha for a long time and held him way too long happened to coincide with the worst drop in ranking that I had at any point this uh, entire season. And now, that he's ba- week and, and now that he's back from AFCON, he's kicking penalties every other week. So Since, since match week 24, 6-3-2, 15-2-8. Yeah. So has been really good. Yeah, he kicked At a penalty. At minimum of every other game. And he's and he is their penalty guy, and he, he'll he do it. He'll do this to you. So if, he, if you want to make Zaha one of your five midfielders, I, that to me is uh, – I really respect that. Fair enough. Um, the answer, Dave, uh, to anybody who had uh, Edward from Crystal Palace and was trying to figure out who to sell him for, what to do with him, the correct answer might have been to just go to Mateta uh, from Crystal Palace, who um, 
he scored again this week, and I like I get there is a bit of rotation risk with him, but basically he's taken he's he's the shooter now. So uh, looking like just since he's come into the team and since game I'm looking at game week 19 where from when he has come in, got some starts and was starting you were starting to see way more Mateta for Crystal Palace. He's the eighth has the eighth most shots for forwards. He has 10 shots in the box and only Harry Kane has more than him since game week 19. And he's taken all 16 shots that he's attempted in the box, which is fifth most of any forward. Like he's done and his st- statistically he's done what he's done in like close to half the number of minutes that like Harry Kane has had. Kane and Antonio are over 900 minutes. Uh, you know, since game week 19, and Mateta has played, he's been on 520, he's played 526 minutes since in that time. Like, Mateta has kind of taken over that spot a little bit. Okay. And, and it's weird. It's just a weird, I know it's like, I, it's, he's 5.2. You're mm. probably buying Broya if you're getting somebody that's that low, or you're having like a dead, a, you know, a forward who's just 4.4 or whatever. But um, but he scored again this week, and he got all three bonus points because that's how that's how bonus point system scoring works. He's a forward. He got a goal. He got all three bonus points. I think I'm contractually obliged to mention that uh, there was another match, Norwich 1, Brentford 3. Yep, that's it. Done. Perfect. FPL America Podcast League. Tony want... Tony had a hat trick. Who he cares? did. Who no cares? one's going to him. All right. Are you going to him? Uh, he's the number one forward transfer in this week. That's but why? Stupid. That's stupid. Because he scored three goals. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That, that's stupid. All right, fair that's enough. reactionary. I, I do love. He's I exactly love what I said. By the way, my ratio is holding up nicely. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Dave. Did we have a bet on Tony? Uh, no. Uh, and Pookie scored in this in the game, and so Pookie, yes, Pookie, not on Tony. But Pookie, yes, we do. Pookie yes. is going to beat his total for yes, last year. That, is a, that is a given. This. The moment of the match was was Christian Eriksen wrestling. Uh, That's true. Honestly, Scott. It wasn't, Scott was it Brandon Williams? As a, as a fellow, this is going to sound weird, as a fellow heart guy, you and Christian Eriksen share something here, right? Yeah, On we do. On some level. We do. Um, look, Christian Eriksen might actually be the reason why Brentford stay up. Oh, a lot of people well. are saying this. So, like, he adds uh, – Look, how can you not, if you're stepping on the field with Erickson on your team, not only is he a, still a stud, be like, that dude probably shouldn't be on the field, but he loves football so much and he wants to be here anyways. Like, how can you not be inspired by that? I thought he'd be coming too late to the team, not just in the January window, but I mean, this yeah. was his first start in yeah. March. Yeah. But you're right. It, it seems as though it might be instant impact. Wow. Tony scored two penalty goals. Like I don't know, it might not be fantasy impact. But no, no, no. I think Brentford, Brentford staying up. Yes, yeah. and yes, two of those three goals were penalty kick goals, which discredits the hat trick a little bit, in my opinion. It's just the I, the other plus for him is that Brentford play a match in game week thirty. They play. They are the other side of the Leicester match. Don't care. So, Tony might I'm be in my free saying, hit team. I have to free hit. I'm just I saying no that I Tony is. A, I will too. There's a reason why he's the top, like a top transfer in. That is certainly in his favor, especially getting to play Burnley and Leicester in the next two matches. FPL America podcast league. Scott was blazed through this quick. We are long in the tooth in this pod. 
Anthony gave Are a throw-ins, uh, leading the league, closely chased by Nirvana State uh, League Michael, and then Family of Ten Lucian, and I. Uh, not to, I'm not going to miss League Diane. Mini Mini League Diane, Fusion Freaks FC, has dropped a little bit to fourth, but she has set herself up. I've seen her team for a massive match week 29. So it's going to be interesting to see how she surges there. Uh, I want to give credit to uh, Brian as he, in the FPL America Podcast League, is, is the high score currently with a 93. Oh. And I can tell by the setups of the teams, no one's passing him again. Yeah. So he was going to finish the match week uh, with the top score, and he has gone flying past me as I've been in second for most of the season or close to second most of the season, and now Brian is in second. So kudos to you. League Barry also has had a good week. He is yeah. Good. He and I are neck and neck there, and he has passed me. So kudos to League Barry. Yeah, cracked back into the top ten of the FPL America Podcast League. Yeah, is, that's is good. And, and this league is not, that's not easy to do. So kudos to you. Uh, where's your overall rank, Brian? You just uh, like I you're... finally got back into the top hundred thousand. So yeah. I was I was there in like game week three, and then did what I usually do, which is start uh, crapping the bed in game week four or whatever. And then uh, I'm in the middle of my typical second half resurgence. So. What's amazing is so top score, and you're not that far behind. It doesn't feel like you're that far behind. Uh, league Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, he's his rank is inside the top ten thousand. Okay, and like you're in the top one hundred thousand. It's like, like, but that's in our podcast league. It's a difference of nine places. It's just it's or eight places. It's fascinating. Yeah, listen, guys, I love it. We covered so much. Um, I love doing this podcast with you guys, and uh, it's always fun. It never just uh, just say what you want to say. Me. Say that you love us. Did and you say that? You, did you say what transfer you're doing or who you're captaining? We already talked about been, captain, so we uh, would, yeah, we we can bounce that really quick. I bowing out for me. It, it it might be bowing for Saka, but honestly, I might not make a move. The problem is if I don't make a move, um. I will make I will move Bowen out for Kulishevsky or Saka, and I don't know which one yet. But for thirty, I have to free hit. I have too many players and won't be mm-hmm. playing, so I have to free hit. I would love to save that for a double match week. I'm not gonna be able to. So it's just how the cards will fall for me this year. So, but yeah, like, and then my captain will be Salah. So I mean, I feel like this is sort of a no brainer, a little bit. Okay. Kane, Kane. If I have Kane, it's a great option for a captain. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to captain Salah, regardless of who else is there. But man, with Kane, the form is just—it's just strong right now. So, Scott, real quick, you got it. Um, I might do Bone to, or uh, yeah, Bone to Kolashevsky with the the C on Salah. Yeah, I agree. I'll Kane, play it by Kane, the book. Kane's ownership is fifteen point seven percent, a little bit higher than I expected. At this point, if you haven't had a, a uh, high-priced striker, getting to one becomes a multiple-move thing, and uh, and it's hard to do unless you're just into negatives and you don't care about your overall score. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.